Go. Welcome to Connectivity 183. I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and today I'm joined by the past incarnations of myself, Scott Thompson. <laughs> hey, what's going on? And Neil Ronahan. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yes, the uh, the two past um, Connectivity and Newscast hosts are with me today, yep. and we're going to be talking a bit about third-party games on Nintendo systems, but... Before that, I just wanted to jump in and have a real quick chat about what we've been up to or what we've been playing. Uh, so, Scott, what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, God. I didn't know this was coming. I'm on the spot now. You're on the spot. Uh, I have been playing a ton of Heroes of the Storm, um, which is Blizzard's MOBA, uh, which came out... Well, it's been in beta for a long time, but officially launched this summer uh, about a month ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm, like, completely 100% hooked. It's, like, my favorite thing right now. So I've been playing that like crazy. Okay. Uh, how about you, Neil? What have you been up to? Um, I was actually just double-checking to see if I'm not embargoed on this, and I'm fine, um, to talk about this uh, in preview form. Um, I've been playing Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold, the Fafner mm-hmm. Night, um, which is coming out on 3DS in early August. Um, it's real good. It's, I mean... I, I don't know how familiar either of you guys are with Etrian Odyssey games, but um, I kind of entered the series with Etrian Odyssey 4, the first one on 3DS, and really enjoyed that one. I wasn't as hot on the first Untold game, which is a remake of the original game, um, but I really liked the, just the kind of tweaks that they made to some of the, the things in Untold 2, um, and I, I think these games are really awesome. Yes, but. people seem to, like, get into these games pretty pretty well i haven't tried any myself because these days uh rpgs and that don't appeal as much and the length of them as well is a an issue but um yeah so you you just really like it then or is this this isn't the first one you've played right you said you tried the first one but yeah yeah well, I mean, yeah, and I, I kind of, I guess on the 3DS, I fell in love with the Etrian Odyssey series to a degree, but this is the first one I've played in a long time, um, I guess like a year or two, uh, and I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's, and the kind of the cool thing about the Untold games is that, like the original games, it's, um, you know, you can go through the classic mode, which is this, it's like you make your own party of five heroes from all these different classes and stuff, um, so naturally it's named after like me, my wife, and my cats. Um, and we're, you know, going, you crawl through dungeons where you have to use the DS or the 3DS touchscreen to map out the dungeons that you're going through and they have different floors and there's a lot of like ridiculous enemies that you have to avoid for a while and then fight. Um, and it's just got a really fun kind of like pattern to it. Like there, there's a nice loop of explore the dungeon, you know, go to your limits. Okay. Like we're getting weak or we're up against a huge boss, got to back out sell some stuff get some new weapons there's a lot of kind of like there's like a, a really kind of weird like advertising and cooking part of the game that mm-hmm. that is kind of fun to do um and there's also for the untold games and this might have been part of the reason why i didn't like the first untold 
was that there's also a new story mode being added for both of these remakes where they have predetermined parties and you go through and it's a the same like dungeons i think there's like an exclusive dungeon because it's a special new mode um, but other than that it's the same dungeons as the other mode you're just going through it with a with a story as opposed to going through it and kind of almost creating your own story in a little bit more freeform way um yeah but that that isn't really what i'm going through it with but uh Zach Miller should have the review of the the game. He's been playing the story mode. Um, he'll have a review up on July 30th. Um, so I guess stay tuned for that one. <laughs> Look um, forward to that one. Yeah, and the other thing that I've been playing is something that I've gone back to after a couple weeks, months of not playing it, and that's Pokemon Shuffle. Pokemon hmm. Shuffle is awesome. And uh, if you haven't played it on 3DS, um, you should. If not, then I guess it's coming to mobile so you can play it there. But it's just a really good puzzle game that, while you can go, you know, you can spend all sorts of money on that game, like, I like it because I can just pick it up, play, like, my five hearts, and then and then pick it up a couple hours later, and then play my five hearts again, and collect Pokemon, and it's, a, you know, just a nice match-three puzzler. Yeah, it seems like if you're not spending money, uh, you're not going to be playing it for hours and hours on end. You can just dip back in and out like yeah. pretty easily so it seems pretty good as for me i've jumped back into splatoon uh the last couple oh, of days choice yeah I, I sort of haven't been playing it uh, or playing much of anything actually the last few weeks but i uh, decided to put splatoon back in and finish up the single player quickly um you know the single player gets pretty really, pretty good it gets really fun you know, near the end of the game and the final boss was much more in depth than I was expecting. Uh, just compared to the the, uh, the previous bosses, uh, it's much more in depth and like lengthy. Like, that, I mean, that all final the other boss bosses. Is incredible. Yeah, like it took a it took me like a couple of tries to um to actually beat him, but um, it was pretty impressive and I guess really crazy. But everyone, I remember people saying there was some sort of like spoiler about the end of the game about it linking in with something else what was that i didn't really get it well spoiler warning uh, and scott i know that you're a you're a heathen who isn't as into splatoon as the rest of the world no so, i don't get it at all <laughs> um now the spoil i guess um if anyone doesn't want a maybe splatoon spoiler that i think is too subtle for the game's skip, own good skip um, forward skip 20 ahead. seconds yeah like uh, 30 seconds or so um, the spoiler that I think people might be referring to is the fact that the Agents 1 and 2 that you come across, that's Callie and Mari, or Callie and Marie. Oh, is that it? Oh, okay. I think so. Which, I actually, when I first played through that, I didn't get it. It was when I, mean, yeah, I, went, I, I, when I went through it again, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I didn't, the, my first time through the boss, I didn't pick up on that. Because, uh, like, people were sort of thinking, saying, oh, it's really cool. And I thought it was... Um... Basically, like, it, was, it, was, it was some sort of Nintendo reference, like, outside of Splatoon, for some reason. I thought it was, like, linking in with something else. I mean, also but... that that boss is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way the music mm. and the, the way it kind of builds is just really, really fun and awesome. Yeah, I don't know how... Because I'm, I'm, I also started the uh, Amiibo challenges for the girl, and it's the, like, the charge shot. If you had to play all the levels with only the charge shot. Yeah. Um, And I don't know how I'm going to beat the boss with that just that. neither do i um i haven't gotten to that point I've, I, i'm like halfway through all three of the amiibo challenges but 
Mm. I mean, part of it is that, I mean, what killed me with Splatoon a little bit and why I'm a little burnt out on it is that for the pre-review thing, like, uh, I think it's pretty much common knowledge, but if people didn't know, um, for the review process, we had a pre-review copy of the game. Um, so I, like, beat the single player, got to, like, level 16 or 17, and then when the game actually came out, I had to start all over. So uh, yeah. I did, I did mm. play through the single player again, and then I had the Amiibo challenges to work through, and I'm only, like, level 15. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, you wouldn't want to... Having to play through it twice, basically, yeah. um, would would put it like, slow you down a bit. But Anyway, we'll take a short break, and we'll come back with a feature topic of this episode, uh, third-party games on Nintendo systems. My name is Chiron, and I have an amiibo addiction. But my loss can be your gain! All amiibo must go in the Nintendo World Report Summer of Amiibo Giveaway Event! Just send an email to contest at nintendoworldreport.com with the subject line, Summer of Amiibo Week 5, and the secret passphrase, Crystal Flash, to enter for a chance to win! Our special giveaway prize this week is a brand new North America version Samus Amiibo. Now you too can own a figure of the galaxy's greatest bounty hunter, clad in her Kozo power suit and ready for any space pirate or Metroid incursion. Remember, just send an email to contest at nintendoworldreport.com with the subject line, Summer of Amiibo Week 5, and the secret passphrase, Crystal Flash, to enter for a chance to win. Operators and spam filters are standing by. Are you playing with power? And welcome back. Uh, so we're going to jump into our feature discussion on uh, third-party games on Nintendo platforms. And um, I just wanted to maybe start off with the sort of the question, uh, do Nintendo fans not like third-party games? Or what do you guys think? Do they... Why don't they seem to sell or why is the pervading wisdom that third-party games don't sell on nintendo platforms i i think there's a lot of i guess a lot of answers to this but i think that if we go back to when third parties kind of started falling apart on nintendo systems and this is even ignoring all of the like nintendo on the nes basically for lack of a better term being a bunch of dickholes and ruling the industry with an iron fist um, and then, like, I mean, that was part of the reason why some of the third parties went over to Genesis was because a lot of third parties were burned by Nintendo on the NES, but because the Super Nintendo was still successful, third parties still supported it. Mm. Um, with N64 and with GameCube, there was, you know, maybe, maybe it's not a myth, maybe there is some fact in this, but at least for, for the consumer, consumer-wise, it's that Nintendo 64 and GameCube were inferior to the other systems, which... You know, in some cases that's true, in some cases that's blatantly false, as in, like, you know, the GameCube was more powerful than the PS2, but then the PS2 counteracted that by being the biggest system on the face of the planet. Um, But that's, I mean, that's where that that third-party resentment and third-party disinterest kind of began, was N64 GameCube era, where consumers didn't think that those games were as good as the PS2 or Xbox versions, or the PS1 versions, and then so they stopped buying them as much, and then the company stopped putting in as much effort into it. So then it's, it's, it's almost a, 
a little bit of a chicken or the egg situation. And then going forward to Wii, you did have a lot of developers that were kind of, you know, not putting their best foot forward with making those third-party games because they just wanted to get a quick buck. And then you had a lot of those people that would actually put time into these Wii ports. They, with with a few notable exceptions, um, most of those games that actually had resources and time put into it, they all either turned out bad because they were Xbox 360 or PS3 games that were then basically, like, the developers were working on a 360 or PS3 game and then were told, all right, make this for Wii instead because that's where the money is, and then the game turned yeah. out being crappy. Like, I don't mm. know if you guys remember that Indiana Jones game on Wii, but that was that was an Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3 game that was oh, then... Really? They changed it to Wii, and, I, and I've heard of a couple other things, but that's the one that, that stands mm. out. Um, yeah, because I heard that one was um, sort of good but janky. Yeah, <laughs> like, because it was, yeah. it was meant it was... for other systems, and... Mm. And then you have the games that were kind of built for the ground up for the Wii, and then people didn't buy them. And yeah. Like Dead Space Extraction. And even, I mean, and this is kind of my personal, one of, one of my favorite things on the Wii were a lot of those Madden games. And, you know, EA Sports tried, man. They tried real hard to make that Wii Madden game unique and built for the system, and no one bought that game. And they were really fun but mm. no one bought them because they thought they were inferior. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying back in the N64 and the GameCube era is that people didn't buy Wii third-party games because they thought they were inferior. And that also extends yeah. to Wii U, although there's a much better reason for Wii U not having third-party sales because there's no one that owns the system. <laughs> well, there's also hardly any third-party games on the system to yeah. sell. <laughs> hey, com- companies made attempts. It just yeah, I know. blew up Early all in their faces. I mean, but... You know, with the, just so like on the Wii U. I mean, EA put out Mass Effect Three on the Wii U. I mean, is that really going to sell? That they sort of bought that upon themselves. I mean, like yeah, so, sort of decisions like that. I mean, but then they um, also released a really good version of FIFA and a pretty good version of Madden, and both of those mm. still bombed. And I think that's a lot with unfortunately, and especially as someone who would consider a Nintendo platform as my personal lead platform and someone who yeah. likes sports games, like, mm. that market's not there. And unfortunately, the market for Wii U is Nintendo fans. So they're not going to really buy Call of Duty. They're not going to buy Assassin's Creed. They're just going to buy Nintendo games. And that's that kind of self-fulfilling prophecy that we've reached. And that's why all these third parties ran scared, because they they already got burned by the Wii. And here they are with the system that was projecting to be, like, the worst, like, the worst six months ever of a mm. console. Yeah. Of, a, of a console that wasn't, like, crap from day one. Do you think, um, just from your comment about Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed, uh, do you think that Nintendo fans, you know, they don't maybe f- buy those games because they're buying them on the other platforms? I mean, maybe, like, I, Nintendo fans do like that sort of game. Uh, do they? Well, you know, well, how 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 well did GoldenEye on the Wii sell? I mean, that sold pretty well. The, the uh, Wii also had an install base of, I don't know, what, 10 to 15 times more than the Wii U when a lot of those Call of Duty games came out. A lot of these um, more, like, mature genres and stuff, though, I mean, they were popular on Nintendo platforms at one point or another. I mean, where did all those people go? Nintendo fans grew up with stuff like... Mega Man and Contra and all those like Castlevanias and stuff. I mean, and on the 64, the 64 was a 
was the shooter console of that generation, pretty much. Um, did everyone just stop buying, or did those people just stop buying Nintendo platforms? Well, what what are these Mega Man and Castlevania games that are coming out now? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was just I was talking more about just like different genres and stuff, but. Yeah, well, I mean, with shooters, it's it, with with shooters, it's that Nintendo didn't foster that into the GameCube era, and hmm. back in, I mean, that that was, I mean, if you think about it, here's the reason why at the end of that the, the Xbox GameCube generation, the reason why Xbox uh, at the end of it trumped GameCube, was because of Halo. Like that's yeah. it. Like Halo Two was, I think, I, I I don't have the exact math on this, but I know that like GameCube and Xbox were neck and neck until the end, and then Xbox kind of came out ahead very clearly and i think that was a lot because of halo 2's launch and nintendo didn't have that they had they had metroid prime but metroid prime wasn't a traditional shooter at all despite what nintendo tried to sell it as and that makes me think to i think it was two or three years ago on the the nwr telethon uh jeff callis who's he's now at penny arcade and he was he did work at nintendo like late 90s early 2000s he made a mention about how uh dice came in to show nintendo battlefield and Nintendo passed on it. And apparently, the, I mean, that's nothing out of the ordinary. That's a regular occurrence of, of companies pitching, you know, games and ideas to, you know, Nintendo and Microsoft and Sony and everything. Um, but just think if Nintendo said yes to one of those shooter-related pitches and yeah. maybe tried to approach online more because that's something that they didn't really... They, they had plans for. Uh, and we, mm. we've, heard, we've heard some... We've heard some notes about how, like, there was an idea for the Nintendo Network in the early 2000s, um, and that happened, what, 10 years later. Um, well, see, that yeah. that's, to me, that that's the big point. I mean, Halo was great, and Halo 1 didn't have online multiplayer, but it, you could play local multiplayer, and um, you know, on multi, multiple TVs. But Halo 2 and Xbox Live, I mean, that that's where it, where it's at. Even, what, Crimson Skies, Mech Assault? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, great. I... I bought an Xbox because Halo Two came out later. I bought an Xbox uh, to play Crimson Skies on Xbox Live. Like yeah. that's why I got it because my cousin was had that... one. I thought that was the the coolest thing. Was Crimson even... Skies like a launch game for Xbox Live? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I mean that's huge, and that that's even what had Xbox compete with Sony, and then end up you know setting up the uh, you know the Xbox 360. I mean also coming out a year early helped, but the Xbox 360 jumping over the PS3 last generation is definitely because I think of the legacy of Xbox Live coming from Xbox. And that's something to a larger level that I think explains the third-party issue, and that's just, like, on a hardware level, both in terms of, like, online infrastructure and just, like, the power of the hardware. Um, Neil, you kind of spoke Mm -hmm. about it with, like, the perception of the GameCube and the N64, even though that was kind of incorrect. It was 100% correct with the Wii. Um yeah. There were very few games that you could play online, and there were none initially. It took a long time for the first like online-enabled game to come out. You had to buy a separate accessory as well, whereas with the Xbox, it was built in, right? Uh, oh, yeah, well, for the GameCube. I'm talking Wii, but yes, the GameCube, okay, you had okay. to buy the adapter. Yeah, Xbox, it was built in. Um, yeah, an Ethernet port right there on the Xbox. And then the Wii, you know, like had no online infrastructure for a long time. I mean, the eShop, but no, like you know playing games with friends and that felt so far behind and i think that's kind of a stigma now with look at nintendo dude, look hardware at wii U. what name online games on wii u yeah uh like nintendo first party games that's that's kind of it <laughs> you know and there's some there's some still, third the, the first nintendo first party game that was online was fucking wii sports club yeah and that yeah. was over a year maybe it was november 1st or something basically a year after launch before nintendo released an online multiplayer game 
on their own console. Mm-hmm. And the Mario Kart, you know, they've gotten better about yeah. it now. But yeah, no, I mean, I mean that... they got great online multiplayer games now. Right. But the fact that it took them a year to even have right. a single online multiplayer. And what's funny about that is that when the Wii U launched, it was third party games that all had online yeah. play, like Call I'm of Duty and stuff like that. Good and um, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I bought Call mm-hmm. of Duty at launch um, on the Wii U and played it and, and had fun, played with a lot of people, um, and even had voice chat. I mean, it was fantastic. But I think, you know, whether it's correct or not, there is that stigma that still that Nintendo hardware is just a step behind the competition. And I think that's what really hurt them. The, the Wii was successful and made a ton of money because of Wii Sports. That's great. But it did not build, like, a, a sustainable foundation for them moving not. forward. And now you're, like, reaping, you know, the the... the I mean, detriment of that, really, um, with the Wii U. Yeah, like, just um, in terms of, like, buying third-party games myself, like, if I would look into whichever console has the best version, so the Nintendo's version is never really going to be the best version, is it? I mean, well, now unless there's something... Unless, you know, now, you know, if just, you know, there's the ones that are out there generally aren't as good or there's missing they're missing features and stuff. Um you know, I think a lot of Nintendo fans think the same way. Uh, we're not going to buy the Nintendo version if it's inferior somehow. Uh, it could just be a minor thing. It could be it doesn't run at a, as high a resolution. It could be that the multiplayer mode's gimped. There's not as many maps. There's not as many people playing the no game. No DLC. Even. No DLC. I mean, um, that's. I mean, for for games that are actually coming out on Nintendo platforms right now, um, you look at like what Lego Batman Three and as a person who has become a big junkie of the CW Arrow show, when I heard there was DLC, I was like, great, maybe I'll get it on Wii U. And guess what? The Wii U version has no DLC. <laughs> um, I think it came out for $10 cheaper, but, yeah. Mm. So I'll probably, um, I think it was actually, I think it's on sale this week on PS4. I might buy that because I think that those games are fun. Um, and that Arrow DLC looked really fun. But, <laughs> but, I mean, none of, like, we still get some decent releases like i would say that for for skylanders like the wii u might be the best system for it um yeah you know, because of the the yeah. like the amiibo support and everything the unique yeah. uh you know amiibo that's really cool yeah the last the last like good third party like cross-platform release on nintendo platform was probably like soul Calibur 2 because you could play his link yeah right um, like, yeah, I, like there, there were fantastic. none in the wii era because well actually no. I feel like there might have been... I, I can't think of the name, but I think there might have been one Wii game where the 360 PS3 version was really buggy and the Wii game ran fine and was pretty okay. I mean, there but were I, some, um, like... like I, I GoldenEye I, was like that. Actually, I think I think Spider-Man 3, I think the Wii version was actually better than the 360 PS3 version, largely because mm-hmm. it just ran, whereas I think the 360 PS3 version was really buggy. Well, see, right. this kind of reveals how much of a Nintendo fanboy I was in the Wii era, that, like, I was totally on board with buying every third-party game on Wii because I wanted to, like, support the, the, the system, and I felt it was, like, my duty. Um, so I actually played uh, Harry Potter Order of the Phoenix I reviewed that. Wii. Yeah, it was good, and, like, I bought that version specifically. I don't specifically. know if I thought it was good. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> trust me, it wasn't great, but as a Harry Potter fan, I liked it. Um, I'd, but I'd I specifically... I always yeah. heard that that one was pretty good. I specifically it, bought it because even though like it didn't look as good as the 360 and PS3 versions, it used like the Wii Remote to cast spells, and that was supposed to be good. So, all right, let's see. I, yeah, I, I reviewed this version. game. It's it's a new new segment here in connectivity. <laughs> Did, Did Neil, Neil review, review it? this game? I want to say if I reviewed it, I probably gave it like a se- yeah yeah I gave it a seven. See, that's pretty good. Um, let's say 
Oh, no, it wasn't me. I, no, I think I might... No, Order of the Phoenix was Michael Flynn. I have no idea who that was. It was before my time. <laughs> I think I might have reviewed the... What is it? Was Order of the, the Phoenix Deathly the Hallows? sixth one? The sixth yeah. one. I don't think there was a Deathly Hallows game. Oh. On Wii, probably not. Well, no, we would have been out then. That would have been, that been, that been when Harry Potter Connect came out. Might have been around then. Because mm. remember, like, the movies came out six like they were split in two and like, yeah. six months apart mm-hmm. yeah um so i did not re- I, however i did guess the score right that's kind of creepy um <laughs> but yeah I, I i think i reviewed the the sixth game on wii Half but Wars. yeah so during the wii era like i bought every third party game that like came out on the wii i mean i i remember one time like a, a kind of friend of a friend like mutual friend kind of came over to my house and was like wow you own a lot of wii games and i probably did have like 20 over 20 at the time um but i think that was just telling because no one was buying wii games in general you know like everyone just played wii sports the attach rate for that system is horrible yeah um and i think now that has changed i mean like i said at the wii launch i tried to buy you know i bought call of duty i bought madden we played madden a little even though i didn't even i don't even like madden um i bought it and you know neil you and i played online a few times and you just destroyed me i think Um, the gamepad use in madden (laughs) like i Oh, yeah, I think I, I think when we found out that that Madden was never coming to a it wasn't coming to a Nintendo platform again uh, for the foreseeable future, I think I might have made the bold proclamation that like, well, I'm never buying another Madden. Then, <laughs> like, no, no, I'm getting that shit at midnight this year. I got it at midnight last year, and no, not the year before because I it was I got it on like a big sale in the PS3 version. Um, but yeah, I got it got it for PS4 last year at midnight. Gonna get it for PS4 this year again at midnight. But I still miss that gamepad controls. And that's what, like, it, what really bums me out with the lack of third-party support is that I think you could do cool things with that gamepad with, with, a lot of, with a lot of games. And it was evident in the games that actually came out. Like, the fact yeah. that you could do the 1v1 in Call of Duty with one person on the gamepad and one person on the TV. You like, could play online yeah, like cool. that with yeah. one person on the TV, and, one on the gamepad, which was great. And the stuff with, like, FIFA and Madden, like, as someone who... I'm not as into soccer, sim soccer games, but I still I still played a bunch of that FIFA game because it was amazing. And the, and the Madden game, which, like, I think it had issues, but, like, the gamepad stuff in that was so wonderful. And it just sucks that we're never going to see that again. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm with yeah, you. At least, at least for the Wii U, and who knows about NX? I mean, hopefully something happens, but it's not looking good. I, like, like what what could happen? I mean, as mm. it, in an industry where the third party companies are kind of getting more and more concerned about, like, I don't know, blowing up and dying. I mean, you look yeah. at just the shrinkage of like just rampant shit that's been coming out in the industry, which I I think is ultimately kind of a good thing that like EA is not releasing 50 games and half of them are bombing and people are losing their jobs all the time. Yeah, that that's good. Yeah. But EA is not releasing a lot of games and Activision's not releasing as many games as they used to. I mean, you look at like the E3, like a lot of those third-party companies are basically showing off like five games for the next year. That's it. Mm. Disney's booth is basically just Disney Infinity. It's the entire booth. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which I just bought, unrelatedly. Yeah. We'll, th- we'll have to talk about that sometime. I'd, I'd be curious to get your thoughts, especially yeah. about a child who is playing it. Yeah. Um, I bought um, bought that a while ago, actually, as well, on, on the Wii U. Well, there we go. Yeah. Segment for the future. <laughs> Planet. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, like, waiting with bated breath for the Star Wars stuff. Uh, like, I can't I know. wait. Um, it's going to be good. But, I mean, just with third-party stuff, like, we are at a point where... Like this isn't changing. Like I don't, I don't know what's going to happen unless unless Nintendo goes out of their way, which 
in all honesty, I think if you're a Nintendo, I don't know if that, that were, were, is worth it. If that's worth going out and trying to court Ubisoft and EA and Activision, like, I think you're at a mm. point where you're too far gone. Yeah. What do you think about, um, you know, because sometimes, like, just for an example, Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube was a pretty big hit, right? Like, that was an exclusive game, or started off as an exclusive game, and it was a AAA, like, game that uh, they actually hyped up. I feel like during the Wii generation, third-party games were a lot of spin-offs and, you know, stuff that wasn't as high production value possibly you know like they weren't pitching these as to be as big as the main games on on the other systems um do you guys think nintendo fans respond possibly better to like exclusive like bespoke games that are like made specifically for nintendo systems or do you think they just sort of like that sort of like hit and miss and the ones that have been successful have been more like flukes and then uh, the fan base actually responding well to a particular game all right let's rattle off the list of like mature ish rated games that were exclusive to Wii that bombed mad world dead space extraction house of the dead house of the dead overkill um i guess maybe not bombed but like didn't do that didn't do well enough to make sequels. Mm. But I mean, um, like Dead Space Extraction, like that was it was a good ass good, game. That, it was a, that it was, was a, still it was a rail shooter, but it was mm. a good ass game. Yeah, but it was still a rail shooter. I mean, yeah, we Red weren't Steel getting too. a real Dead Space. Another game. game that didn't really do that well. First Red Steel did mm. very well, which maybe that's our issues. Maybe maybe third party companies should have just released more crap, <laughs> and then people would have bought more of it. I mean, considering that Carnival Games and Red Steel might be two of the big third party successes of the Wii generation. Maybe we just all have terrible taste in video games. Maybe third parties should just uh, front load for Nintendo systems and get everything out within the first six months and then hopefully it sells. No, that wow. didn't work for the Wii U. Yeah, I'd say well, Zombie U has something to say about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, zom- Zombie U. Mm. You know what's the worst? Like, hearing from those developers when we knew that there finally wasn't going to be a Zombie U 2. Because those guys were just so bummed out. And they were so mm. passionate about that yeah. game. I mean, I remember we interviewed them and published an interview where they like were openly talking about what they had planned for the sequel. And I feel like that was the red flag was the fact that Ubisoft, who's usually not not like not a pain in the ass to work with, but like let's put it this way, I think if that game sells well, we don't get to do that interview. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. Were, I mean, they, they wanted were to desperate, and we were the only people it. who liked that game. Yeah, they wanted to promote it any way they could. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. And that was so tragic. That's like still my favorite Wii U game. It's it's funny because I don't even really like that game, but I love the idea of that game. Oh, and and so I feel good. like I feel like a pretentious asshole for saying that, but it's like it's true that like I'm just not really into that kind of horror game, but playing it in small doses, like I just thought it was brilliant. And you know the problem is now is I feel like it was just a product of the time. I don't know, because such a big part of that game was the fact that your friends playing when they died, their zombies would come into your game and you could kill them and steal their gear, um, leaving messages on the walls that yeah. you could, you know, kind of like uh, uh, Dark Souls and things like that. You know, now that the game has been out for so long and people aren't playing it and like people specifically on your friends list probably aren't playing it, I don't, you know, how much of that right. element is removed? And it's still I'm, a good I'm, game. I'm but... throwing down the fucking gauntlet right now. You, Nick, Scott, whoever else is listening... We should, like, plan out, like, a two-week, three-week period where we all play Zombie U. Okay. I've still got my copy. And, then, and yeah. then we can all be friends on Wii U and everything. So, so listeners, 
write in to connectivity at Nintendo World Report if you think this is a good idea and you participate. <laughs> because I would love to do that because it is the kind of game that I want to bring more attention to and I want to, you know, try it again and see if I can actually beat it. I mean, I'm like maybe close to, maybe not even halfway, but I'm, I've sort of started it and haven't gone back to it for quite a while. Uh, but I, when I was playing it, it was pretty, uh, pretty fun and pretty like fairly high quality. I mean, I think the problem with that game going into the launch of the Wii U and I was sort of the same, like people were standoffish on it because the perceived, like they perceived the game to be sort of some sort of mid tier, not as like, not really worth sort of looking into. Like it wasn't like a big, it didn't have the, the push of a big AAA game. And some of the early reviews didn't really reflect it that, favorably it wasn't until like you know a few months after launch that that the story of that game slowly started to to change and like the people that understood it more started to talk because uh, you know a lot of the reviews were rating it as a first person shooter originally instead of a survival horror game and well and all the reviews because they were early and if you remember the Nintendo the Wii U its network wasn't even online until the system launched. Yeah. So no yeah. no reviewers had any concept of of that sort of multiplayer aspect. But hey, game. if mm. if people couldn't play that way in Bloodborne, they'd probably hold the reviews. So just remember yeah. that mm. one guys. <laughs> but yeah, it's a Wii U game, who cares? Right. It I mean, well, I guess too. I guess the answer to who cares is probably not a lot of those sites readers. They probably mm. don't care. Right. And say, I almost feel like that kind of that kind of messed up Zombie U at launch too. I mean, it was just you know there was so much else coming out um, that it was just yeah. I, that's almost one of those games that I think should have been released like a month after the Wii U came out. I almost think that would have been a better situation for it. But I don't know. It's it's disappointing to me. That's like one of like the the few like best third party games on the system. Um, yeah, it's going to like be best... a, one of those in, in ten years. That's going to be one of those games that like people bring up constantly say oh that's one of the best exclusive well out of games the 10 third party games that released on wii U. <laughs> yeah yeah well and you just like just, all the wii U games yeah and just so sincerely like trying to use the hardware um which yeah. is impressive to me too. and that's i mean this is a little bit out of the scope of the third party talk but i mean zombie use one of the few games on the entire system that really makes great use of the gamepad and mm-hmm. i get it you don't want to shoehorn it into every game idea it should be only used when when relevant um but like when you think about games that have good wii u gamepad use like it's not a big list like nintendo land zombie u i guess maybe lego city undercover maybe splatoon yeah. um mm. call it uh affordable space adventures um kirby but anyway yeah well kirby only uses the gamepad really yeah well, I mean, if you uh, if you well, here's the one thing with Kirby: play Kirby with friends, and then it's like a way different, more interesting game. Yeah, yeah. because mm. that's that's when the idea of having the gamepad for that game makes more sense because you have people who can use the TV as it, it's it, it's asynchronous gameplay then because you have one person mm. just using the gamepad and you have you know the other three people using the TV. Not only that, but then you, playing as Kirby becomes so much more stressful if you try to keep your friends alive because mm-hmm. you have to create platforms for them as well as yourself while you're rolling yep. along. No, who cares? Kirby all the way. <laughs> Kirby leaves. Everyone dies. Yeah. You guys all for can the respond. greater good. Yeah. For the greater good. Uh, so with, with, with third-party stuff, I mean, I guess what kind of replaced third-party support in the Wii U generation has been Indie Dead or Nindies. 
Hashtag Nindies. That's what's replaced third-party support at this point. But but even that, I mean, mm. I, I made this point to you guys before we started recording. Out of all of those pretty quality Wii U eShop games that came out, how many of those developers have released a second game on Wii U? Um, yeah. Maybe, there, maybe there's an asterisk for that question, and it's just like, if their second game was on Unity and came to eight other systems as well, then that doesn't really count. I'm looking at you, two tribes. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they released Toki Tori 2, which, well, I think was a little... They made they made a lot of updates to it that made it way better. So right now, it's a much better game than if you look at any review of that game, what people thought of it at the time when it came out, I think, two years ago? Um, but it was a really great game, and then it did really bad on Wii U. And Two Tribes essentially shut down after that game came out, except for, like, two or three people. And mm. then they kind of brought the brought the company back and then they have that game rive which was part of the nindies at home stuff back at e3 but here's the thing whereas toki tori 2 was this really interesting wii u exclusive game rive is a game that's coming to like every platform and that's not yeah. bad i'm glad we're still yeah. getting it on, on on the wii u but yeah. a lot of those wii u eShop devs the people who made exclusive games just for wii u they either aren't game companies anymore or they are making games for every other system I mean, even look at mm. Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight did really well in Wii U, and that game is still out on Xbox One and PS4 and Vita. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of the the way things are now. There's less and less actual exclusives on consoles, unless they're you know backed by the the publishers or the companies, uh, Nintendo or Microsoft or Sony. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes sense these days. Why why limit yourself to one platform? You can make a lot more money by going to all almost the platforms. I mean. It doesn't make much sense to support one console, especially the Wii U, sadly. I mean... <laughs> well, see, and that kind of leads into where I think Nintendo is headed. And, Neil, you kind of uh, hinted at this by saying, you know, that you didn't think Nintendo would be able to court, like, EA, um, uh, you know, and these other, like, big third parties again. And I think they're sort of bracing for that. And what they're doing with the NX and mobile now is they're going to keep making first-party games, and that's going to be the ex- like, pretty much exclusive of what is on their hardware... But now they're just making it easier to get and play those games. I know mobile won't be like versions of what they're releasing on the NX, but uh, I think I think like we've like everyone's kind of talked about the NX will be a, like sort of a unified uh, handheld and console yeah. platform. Um, meanwhile, like supplementing that with stuff on mobile, um, mm. and I think that's the big thing now. Like they've realized they have their audience, their their dedicated Nintendo audience, and they're going to keep catering to them while trying to get that audience to grow by making everything more accessible but i think the idea of becoming an you know being able to compete directly with xbox and playstation i think that's i think that's gone i think they're accepting that they're going to be sort of a a niche product and they're going to just com- keep marketing themselves to their core audience which is what i think you see now they release games like yeah. mario kart and smash brothers and then they supplement that with lots of dlc and amiibo and that's how they make their money they just keep reselling things to us the the, the audience they have yeah, I mean, they, they were profitable in the last fiscal year, and yep. I would think that if they, they follow through on the same trajectory, even with 3DS sales still declining and the Wii U probably, you know, I guess still limping along, like, they, they will probably turn a profit, um, you know, in, the, in this fiscal year, is the, the one that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, that's largely because of them just appealing to their audience even more with stuff like Amiibo. Um, they'll probably, I, I expect them to be very successful with the mobile stuff. 
Um, even oh yeah, it, it might it might not be long lasting, but when Nintendo's like, here's our first mobile game, like everybody with a damn phone is gonna download that game. Oh yeah, it depends on if it's good or not. If people come back for more, but like that that just because of the brand behind it, whatever mobile game they release first, it, like will do very well because everyone will try it out. And I think that's part of the reason why, like, something like Pokemon Shuffle is very successful. I mean, that's gotten... I don't even... I, I think I've lost track of how many millions of downloads it's had on just 3DS. I know it passed 1 million downloads pretty shortly after launch. And I think it might have passed 2 or 3. Um, granted, I mean, the 3DS does have, like, what, 50 million units out in the wild. So maybe maybe 3 million isn't as impressive. Um, but I think people were just like, oh, they, they released a free-to-play puzzle game on the 3DS. Okay, I'll try it out. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these early, like these stuff that we've been hearing about, like Nintendo with Universal and their, how they wanted to start licensing out their IPs to different, you know, different media forms and stuff. That's, you know, that's just a play. That's a seemingly a play just to try and expand the Nintendo, like core audience, like yeah. the fan base. So get the brand out there. Get the brand out there. Um, you know, if they have to survive, basically, if their game systems have to survive, basically, just on Nintendo alone. Um, like they're gonna have to try and like expand that fan base somehow. So yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's what they're kind of building towards, and maybe that's. But I mean, not to not to harp on the sad stuff with Iwata passing away and everything, but I think that's probably the uh, the hand that, that we're gonna see them play out over the next couple of years is gonna be that kind of play to, you know, become more Disney like. Um, yeah, mm. and and be more. I mean, you think about it, like. What's the most successful thing that Mickey Mouse has been in? Like, I can't think of something in the past 15 years. Like, because Epic Mickey didn't <laughs> succeed. I don't think Mickey's been relevant for at least 30 years. Yeah, but Mickey still brings in the dollars constantly. And I think that that might mm. be where Nintendo is trying to look, is that they want to get to a point where it's not that they're going to give up making games, but, like, that's less. it's less dependent on, you know, Super Mario Brother, Super Mario Galaxy 15 being successful... Yeah. It's way more dependent on, all right, yeah, we got the brand out there, we got the theme park, we got kids loving it, kids wearing t-shirts, we're good. As long as the IP is making money, like, the the games themselves are sort of secondary, in a yeah. way. Like, uh, it's just something that should have happened years ago. Like, yep. I always thought they should have been more Disney-like a long time ago. And I don't know if you remember, but during maybe the, either the late GameCube or early Wii, um there was talks of them opening some animation studio in Japan. Um, I remember that. And I was excited about that because, oh, cool, they're finally going to start branching out into something different, like put out some animated properties or just do something else um, besides video games. And that never got spoken about again. I mean, it never happened. So um, There's a lot of... Years... I mean, by Nintendo's rule of thumb, we might see that come up later. Mm, I mean, it was about ten years ago, so you know it's about time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took it took almost ten years for for me to show up after being, mm. you know, took, mentioned took about kind of ten years. Took about ten years for online to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say that it still hasn't shown up. Very true. Thanks, guys, and uh, everyone. We'll see you in a couple of weeks on the next episode. If you have any questions or comments, please send them into connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And um, yeah, see you guys in a couple of weeks.